0: Hey there, Hit Like a Girl pod listeners. We've got some exciting news that's too good to keep to ourselves. You all know Grace Minton, whose stories have captivated us over the past couple years. Well, Grace has been doing such an amazing job with her show, High Tea with Grace, that it's time for her to shine even brighter. Yes, you heard that right. High Tea with Grace has graduated to its own show with its own brand new RSS feed. While we've loved sharing Grace's episodes as special bonuses on the Hit Like a Girl pod, it's now time to give Grace the spotlight she deserves. So what does that mean for you? To continue enjoying the compelling stories and insights from Grace, head over to your favorite podcast platform and hit that subscribe button for High Tea with Grace. Trust us, you don't want to miss out on what she has in store. Her latest series is dedicated to understanding the VC funding world, aka fund like a girl. Thank you for supporting us, and let's show some love for Grace on her exciting new journey. Remember, search for High Tea with Grace and subscribe today. Hello there. Welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. This is a show where we talk about how crazy, crazy, crazy complicated the world of healthcare is. And every guest that comes on sort of shares their piece of the big puzzle and I would love to introduce you to our guest. So can you please take a moment to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody.
1: I'm Carly Olston. I am the Senior Marketing Manager in charge of Lead Generation at Health Guerrilla. Tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get there? Yes, absolutely. So I guess that all starts after I graduated from college. I was an international business major. Went to college um, in Nova Scotia, Canada, of all places, which is, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, what is it like there? Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. It's Very seaside and friendliest people in the whole entire world. If you've been to Boston, it's a small Boston, I'd say. Friendlier people.
0: I was gonna say (laughs) I don't know that Boston's known for being super friendly. (laughs) Boston Boston's (laughs) not known for I'm from Boston, so it's so okay to say So you can say that. that. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. say that. After I
1: graduated from college, I started at a marketing agency. I worked a year in Nova Scotia at the marketing agency, and they had a Toronto office. So I bothered them enough to send me out to Toronto, where I had the opportunity to work for an additional year in that office. While I was there, I worked on all different types of clients from tires to baked goods. There was some pharma and yeah, it just it was a truly just you really learned how to compartmentalize in that in that type of setting. But really, really fun and super talented people. After that, I wanted to move back to New England, get closer to home. So I got a job at a large EHR there. It was, it was Athena Health, and so moved home in 2019. I worked there for two, just over two years. That's pretty much where I cut my teeth on like. Really truly learning what interoperability meant. So I'd never really heard the word before then. Then we went through COVID. So we all just I was I was going into the office and then you know your whole job shifted for most of us. But stayed there for until twenty June of twenty twenty two. And then I, I started to feel an itch to want to work at a smaller company. I feel like I had a Deeper knowledge of one industry after leaving the agency and, and being in one place for two years. So I, I wanted to go with the health, with healthcare. That made sense to me. But um yeah, I wanted a smaller shop. I wanted to feel like I was a part of something, something fast again. I fell in love with Health Gorilla. I saw their blog content, so I was I was following that a little bit. And I saw an account-based marketing manager role. So I applied to that and I got the gig. And um, yeah, so I've been there for just over a year. So yeah, it's been
0: a wild journey, but a good one. I have kind of a random question and please humor me for a minute because it's fun. Okay, so you used to market tires. Totally. How would you rate marketing tires versus like trying to market Health Gorilla? I know that's the most random, but I'm like, you might be able to answer that.
1: I... Find healthcare to be one of the best, when it comes to messaging and how to communicate and who you're communicating to, your audience, everybody, it can you can find a relevant audience with healthcare tires. I mean, it sounds funny, but you do really go into these places of like, who should we be speaking to, and how should we be saying it? And it just feels like tires—you got to find that niche a little bit differently. I prefer marketing healthcare. Of course, obviously, the messaging and the vision—it um—it just you know resonates. Literally. I mean, everybody needs tires too. You know what? And like some of the campaigns were pretty fun. I with tires. Funny story. I it was the first time I had been to. We filmed a radio clip, and it, like somebody was doing like fairy tale voices, because like we wanted to market like. That your tires wouldn't go off the road in like an ice storm and so like we, we had this woman who's a voice actor and she was like filming recording the radio uh pilot or whatever the radio ad so she would like do all different takes of it and like the way she could change her voice it was
0: a fascinating experience I'm sure you've had some insight into just different parts of a marketing campaign right in all different kinds so what are some of the most fun marketing campaigns that you've worked on and maybe fun isn't the right word but just interesting as part of the marketing agency I was working for, um, yeah, I, I definitely got a lot of exposure to the creative process.
1: I got to do be a part of like some food photography shoots. That was that was pretty fun. But at the time, Canada was legalizing cannabis and there was a large cannabis client that was that was massive undertaking. So those were and just so much. Ad spend, so those were some sexy campaigns to be a part of, and just doing some really cool activations for events when when you know everything was launching. But health girl my, I'd say my favorite campaign was our um, State of Interop report. It's we launched it uh, this year, and it was 130 healthcare executives we surveyed on just kind of their their experience with access to patient data and their satisfaction levels with it, and you know like spoiler alert, it wasn't, wasn't great. So that has been one of the most Successful ways we've been able to portray our value prop to prospects, and I love that we can communicate our value so quickly and easily with something like
0: that. That's made my job a lot easier. So, when you ask and you're surveying all these uh, healthcare executives, how many questions are you asking them? Is just the one question? Like, yeah. what does it look like? I think it
1: was a thir- uh, survey of around like 50 questions or so, and it covered all all sorts of different things, like their their level of satisfaction with their EHR, and when and when you're getting all your data, like how complete of a picture are you truly? getting. So it, it definitely dove into like different pieces, but it was enough for us to be able to reach out to people, give them something not too complex that they could just, you know, immediately resonate with and then that just the conversation can snowball from there.
0: Okay, so what do you do with that information you found out insights and then now you're creating solutions based on those? Yes, so a big part of big part of my job at Health Gorilla is to
1: pull together that messaging and those campaigns. I work closely with our team of sales development reps, so we put those into a campaign that involves like email outreach, LinkedIn touches, phone calls, just all sorts of ways of of getting getting across the channel the SDRs they they'll reach out they'll engage somebody that downloaded that that state of interop report and they'll really press them find their pain points and then it's our job to make sure that we can match our value prop to suit those pain points
0: so what are some of the biggest pain points I'd say it's just a complete
1: picture of the data as well as um, a complete picture of the data as well as the data quality itself there's also a lot of patient data concerns and with you know the upcoming with TEFCA and the upcoming health bill is going to be a qualified health information network. Patients being able to access and share their own data. There's also big privacy and security concerns about what that could mean for all of us. So, you know, just getting into that and like getting to start those conversations with decision makers, the, you know, it's just a great opportunity.
0: You know, one thing that I think is really relatable is how complicated just even the terminology and the language that we're just talking about in regulation and interoperability and data itself, right? And governance of it. So how has it been for you coming from sort of an outside perspective and having to learn all of that so quickly? I find that's probably one of the most challenging parts of of
1: the job and the industry. And, um, you know, just the industry is full of extremely intelligent people. And we all just, I feel like sometimes we get into silos where we talk about things the same way, but then once we start talking to each other, it doesn't necessarily resonate. So finding a way to make our messaging resonate with somebody that needs us, but doesn't know it, That is one of the biggest challenges of of my job, I I would say.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I get challenged as well. There's this like a million acronyms. There's a million and it changes every single year. And then you're like, oh, now we have a new regulation that we have to keep up with. And it's a, a, a couple thousand pages long. And you're just supposed to understand it so that you can sell it and market and move your whole business to around it, to revolve around it. Like it's a challenge. So I don't know. I'm I just wanna say kudos to anybody who's able to make sense of it in a way that it is. Absolutely. I think those are like the biggest names that we see that are successful. Like they found a way to make make their product quickly and and like easily resonate with their customer. What are some of the ways that you have been able to do that? Cause that translation of jargon into something that people understand and feel the need for, like that's a hard, that's a hard thing to do. It is hard. I would say number for numbers has been being able
1: to have stats and and like the, so something like a survey to to have that and stand by it that makes our prospects definitely like respond faster than just saying like oh I've got something really great like if you can tell somebody like no no this is this is actually like how it will change things for you also we are coming out with by the time that we <laughs> by the time that we are this lunches we'll have a ROI calculator where we can tell a prospect like. This is how much money that we'll be able to to save by you coming with Health Gorilla. stuff like that. That gives me so much ammo. I get so excited when I talk with product. You know, our, the amazing people in our product and content teams. That when those stuff is coming down the line, that you know, I can I can really move the needle with, with stuff like that.
0: And how big is the team that you get to work on? Because Health Gorilla is how big. Um, Health Guerrilla is about 150 employees. Okay, marketing is probably 10 right now. employees yeah so we are we're a small but mighty bunch yes yeah you guys are doing a lot and especially like anything revolving a QHIN you're like the amount of data that y'all are going to be processing is kind of hard to fathom they move mountains this team it's it's cool to see what are some of the stories you're looking forward to telling
1: I think as patient access becomes available I'm super interested to see where the market goes and how people treat being able to share their own data, I've got I've got my own ideas, but I, I want to actually see like what people will do. I think you know we all spend so much time talking about what we think they might do and and what the, the privacy concerns are, but I'm I'm fascinated to see where it
0: all goes. If you had to make a prediction, what do you think they're going to do? It may be generational, so I think
1: I am a little more open to sharing my data and if it would if it would behoove me. So, uh, you know, that's what I would do. But I'm definitely of a different generation than like, I've had this conversation with my mom and like, she isn't, doesn't see why that would be a great idea. I like the idea that it would be, there's changes, right? Cultural change, yeah.
0: Well, and I think a lot of uh, speaking to what day, the the story of data, it's not data itself, like the intelligence and wisdom that is the insights that we can gather from that when you weave it together in certain ways is... Going to be a game changer, to say the least. So when we think about interoperability and where you think you'll be working on a year from now, because you guys will be a in. you're not yet today as we speak. We are onboarding. We are onboarding. What do you think that's going to look like? You know, go ahead, predict the future. What do you think that's going to look like in, in a year, two years? I think that we'll have just more, we'll have more markets that we can reach out
1: to and and just have like. Exciting conversations about, like, this is what we can do right now, like, as as a health girl, as a qualified health information network. So much work and dedication has been put into educating the market, really, on why we're doing this and why it matters. So, to be able to say, like, we're here now, we've got this designation, and this is what we can do for you today because we have it, I think that is just going to open up. So many op- opportunities for Health Gorilla, and that's exciting.
0: How involved and how are you in Health Gorilla's partnerships and the way? Very little. I'm very much
1: more like the SDRs and are in, we are in like sales mode. That's what we are measured based off the sales pipeline that we generate. Okay. The QHIN designation is just extremely utmost priority. So, you know, I would say that that trumps all.
0: When we got that reception, like that was just such a good win. So tell me about how many people are are onboarding with you with the QHIN. There are 17 people onboarding with us for the QHIN. Organizations. 17
1: organizations, that's right. You
0: know what's hard is understanding Tefka to a full degree. Like it is challenging. It's like a word that people throw around. You either get it or you get it a little bit. I'm just like, I... Feel really intimidated by how much there is to understand and how all the pieces get together. And I get to talk to people about it all the freaking time. And I still like, it's intimidating. And I'm like, how is this going to change? And what do I need to know? And how can I set myself up for success? And how can I get my organization set up for success? And everybody that's connected with it, I'm like, no easy answers. Yes, I agree. And I think, well, I think with Health Gorilla, we all talk about it in a
1: way that that it matters for health gorilla. So, you know, we could, we could all probably, yeah, Tefka is, is a beast and it's, it's just, there's, there's so much to, to understand to make
0: it relevant to everybody. There's so many complicated problems that we're all trying to solve that we can't not one organization is ever going to be able to do it. We have to figure out how to partner, how to collaborate, how to make it actionable for all, for all of us. Because that's that's the ultimate vision, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, Carly, thank you for the work that you're doing. And thank you for being here. And if people want to connect with you and follow your journey, where would you direct them? I would direct them to my... Connect with me on LinkedIn and reach out. Yes, I'd love to hear from people and... Um, all right. And follow along Health Gorilla. Well, definitely will. And... This has been great, and it has been my pleasure to have you as your first podcast experience. So, thank you for braving it. I know it can be a little bit intimidating, so you no, did great. I, I'm honored to to um, have the forum. So, thank you guys. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about us or this guest by going to our website or visiting us on any of the socials with the handle Hit Like a Girl Pod. Thanks again. See you soon. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. I am truly grateful for you, and I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast, or maybe leave us a rating or review? Or if you're feeling extra generous, would you share this episode on your Instagram stories or with a friend? All those things help us podcasters out so much. I'm the show's host, Joy Rios, and I'll see you next time.